Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Come to you from underneath the peach blossom. It's time for an episode of Be Awesome. Find positivity throughout your life and work. Just like our mascot rooster, Steve the Jerk. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. Uh, Good morning, Sunday. We are missing our guest. This is Joshua Peach. This is uh, supposed to be episode 96 with our new friend, Bill Thompson. Uh, And as soon as we can get him in here, we will uh, we'll jump on. But Facebook's got some interesting rules and regulations. And if we didn't get this started, um, I think by 935 Eastern Standard Time, they would have cut us and we would have had to start all over again. And would have been problematic, and we don't want that. So, do we, Uncle Dave? Uncle Dave is here. <laughs> good, good morning, Uncle Dave. Good morning. Seven thirty a.m. That's a beautiful mug you got there. It's uh, it's my motivator mug. Yeah, one of my buddies got for me when I retired. <laughs> Not sure I would have brought it to work back in the day, but young, young, young buck retiring already. Um. How do you drink? How do you drink your coffee? Black. Yeah, I would have. I would have figured that. Uh, just, just pour it in and, and suck it down. Oh yeah, I, I'm doing. If I was an IV bag, I would. I've moved. I've moved to to oat milk. Really? Have you tried it? No. You should. Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. Really? And then if you get one of those little stirring things and you stick it in and froths it, yeah, it's like a, it's it's. It's better than Starbucks. It's real lost me, dude. Because I'm never going to be that guy. I'm like, do you, have, do you have any oat milk? You should be. It's delicious. Hold on one or, second. Or almond milk. Give me a... And we just lost... Look at this. We lost Dave. And now looks like Bill is here. And let's see if it's going to work. And if it does, we can get going. We are live, Bill, if you can hear us. Just keep bouncing with the... This live thing, is it, it plays with your emotions. It really does. So, you know, it's one of these new and exciting offerings that we're trying. And and Bill's gone again. This might be an episode of, of back and forth bounce around. So That's not bad. Uh, who got you into... Oat milk. Was it Amy? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, so it uh, adds a little flavor to it. I was drinking a coffee black for a while. I used to drink coffee with about seven pounds of sugar and half a, half a box of cream before. So uh, oh, I, had to, I can't do that. Yeah, I had to cut that all down. So, um, well, while we're waiting for Bill, what do we say? What do we talk about here, Dave? We, we actually haven't. Uncle Dave, we haven't really talked much in a while on microphone. This is your third podcast episode, and, and your life and your co-hosting. Your first one, you were a guest, and now you're co-hosting. So, um, let's see if this works. There we go. I, I think it's going to work. I'm going to leave them over in the corner. 
putting him in timeout until he comes back on, and then if it squirts, then we'll, be, <laughs> then we'll put it back in the middle. Come on, Bill, let's see it work. Uh, the uh, Sunday mm-hmm. technology not working. I should see if anybody's on here. If anybody's on here and has any questions for us. Let's see. This video is live now. This video is live now. Let's see what we got got going on here. This is is live, uh, unedited, what life is all about, throwing curveballs like crazy because technology doesn't always work our way. And poor Bill is having some challenges this morning getting on board with us. So that's not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been pretty out here. I took the girls yesterday to the pool here and yep. held them underwater all day. And <laughs> and now here we are talking and waiting and hoping that something magical happens with Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Well. No, it was an interesting weekend, though, too. Yeah. I almost, I almost feel like technology shouldn't work this weekend. Yeah, I agree with you. That's, you know, I'll, I'm going to give a public service announcement because my, my technology has been working. My, well, my, my, uh, my app that I load, my post. So I try to do nothing on social media as far as engage because uh, it's frustrating. I think that, um, you know, uh, I think that people think that, you know, to type anything. It's very com- It's very easy and comfortable to type whatever you want on social media because you're not standing in front of someone. Like if someone right. typed most of the things on social media that you or I would see, you'd just say, "What do you?" You know, in person, you'd just say, "What are you doing? Are you ridiculous?" Um, oh, the worst. People they chirp each other, and I'm like, "Ah, eh, bet you wouldn't say that in person." Yeah, well, I mean, not not to you anyway. I mean, you were on Facebook for a, for a hot minute. It was great. Um, you didn't do much, but you were there. Like, what, 12 <laughs> years ago, 13 years ago? I think I think I made it one deployment on Facebook, and I was like, nope. Yeah, yeah um, you were in, you were not you, you were in Iraq, I think, when you did it, right? I think I was in Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I didn't even check it out there. I was like, I'll get one so I can look at pictures and connect with people and yeah. stay in touch. Yeah, read timelines and think about, you know, all the great things that are going on in life. Nobody, nobody can get past my screen picture or the my profile picture. Yeah. They're like, are you classic? Are you, are you pooping in a bucket? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. At least you had a bucket. Yeah. Some people don't have a bucket. Be grateful for the things that you find in your life. Well, exactly. Yeah. No, I am. Um, I actually did a podcast the other day. Um, with Paul Tim, who is a safety and security expert. We're talking about um, go bags, which are in schools today, um, which are clear bags with a a whole bunch of safety items. And they had a a poncho, which was also supposed to, not just for the the teacher to have it rain, but it's also to to shield if someone has to use the bathroom if you're in a lockdown situation. And they've actually, I thought of you, crazy enough, because the go bag is now the go bucket and they put everything in a bucket and now the bucket is used for if you have to use the bathroom. I mean, we're having a really interesting conversation about going to the bathroom and buckets. See, I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Yep. You, you probably should have trademarked that, that whole idea, you know, back then you would have been rich. It's like uh, the whole pet rock thing. 
game changer yeah (laughs) game changer bathroom bucket like how does that work right um man i hope bill comes in because otherwise we're gonna have we're gonna be talking about bathroom buckets bill there you are you are live my friend can you hear us all right finally i finally got a signal here boom goes the dynamite the episode can start and we can stop talking about going to the bathroom and buckets in afghanistan welcome bill (laughs) well i'm glad you don't have to do that we how you guys doing today we're throwing you right in the hot seat, my friend. We had to get started, otherwise Facebook would have booted us. So we are live. Yeah, no um, so the world is watching. Hopefully they stayed on long enough to to for you to get on here because Dave and I were having a rather engaging conversation that we thought, but most people <laughs> probably wouldn't have found it humorous. Um, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm a little tired, but I'm doing okay. Well, good. Well, first first and foremost, thank you for joining us. Everyone that's watching and listening and the people that are going to be listening to the podcast platform, this is William Thompson, a.k.a. Bill, and how we got to 9.30 Sunday morning podcast with him. Uh, Last Saturday, I received a text message uh, uh, Saturday morning from a friend of 10 years taking a selfie in a Costco in Raleigh, North Carolina, and said, I'm here with Bill uh, being awesome at Costco in, in North Carolina. How do you know Bill? And I responded with, I don't know Bill. I think he bought a T-shirt online, just randomly found us and, and bought a T-shirt. But that's that's pretty cool. And uh, and that night you reached out to me uh, via LinkedIn. And I, I pulled up your, your um, profile. I connected with you. And I found out that you are a uh, what, what's called a Parkinson's warrior, um, which I have some friends that have it. And Foolishly enough, I don't know enough about the disease. I know that there's a million uh, people in the United States today that are um, that are that are warriors like you. And uh, I offered this platform for you to share because you you talk to people. So tell us a little bit about your story, my friend. Yeah, you guys are breaking up on me. I can't hear anything. Uh oh. Well, we can hear you. Can you hear us now? Looks like the signal's going in and out. Yeah. Guys, are you still there? Yeah, we're here. Are you there? Oh, we lost him again. So anyways, the bucket. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> yep, we're... We're, uh, oh man, this is, this is going to be, uh, let's see here. I'm going to try to see if it's something that I could do. I'm going to send them a don't, don't do video. We'll see if that helps. I don't know if that does or not. That's kind of like control alt delete or shut off and turn on. Uh, so we're just going to have to invest in one of those like clubhouses like Joe Rogan has. Joe Rogan does he does Spotify. Clubhouse is just an app. No, I meant like a place where our guests come. Oh, like a legit clubhouse. Yeah. Like you've a been on, you've been on two episodes. You're not even you don't even have like your be awesome t shirt on and now all of a sudden I gotta invest in clubhouses. Where yeah. are we gonna where are we gonna put it? Where are we gonna put it? You see how much real estate is right now? Yeah, but you got a ton of trees. We can make a tree house. 
a tree clubhouse. A tree, yeah. That's what I said. So, so does that mean you're going to move over here? Sure. All right. Well, then I'm in there. I'm in there like swimwear. So, I guess while we're waiting for Bill to see if he comes back on, I think uh, we didn't really get into why you're here, or what you're doing, or why you're doing this and want to do this. I don't even really know why. I don't even know those answers. I, I just like doing. I just like doing stuff with you, buddy. <laughs> you're fun, you could have been like, "Hey, I'm gonna uh, rake leaves on Sunday," and be like, "I'll do that with you." I got I got a leaf blower for that now though, and it's pretty sick. So you got a fifteen year old. Yeah, he's yeah yeah no not yet. That's a that's a podcast that's a podcast for another day. He's not quite. He's not quite. He's not quite. He's not in the leaf blowing yet. He's taking care of the barn. That's a, that's a huge yeah that's a huge you're doing you're doing work out on a and a farm and a barn right so you know it's a lot of work I'm I'm learning about horses I'm working at a vet's camp um, called Crossed Arrows Ranch so or they have a website called uh, Horses for Heroes and uh, guys go out there and they uh, learn how to work with horses they do a lot of cognitive stuff they do a lot of like PTSD stuff. Um, and it's it's not like a, a sit around and sing kumbaya place. It's a it's a cowboy up spot. And now the uh, the the owners, Rick and Nancy, have asked me to kind of come on as cadre and and help them out. Um, I helped them through the winter with uh, with their horses and stuff like that, getting them out, keeping them moving. Um, so that's kind of become a, a passion, if you will. So I didn't know I didn't know all that. You just kind of were very vague when we talk about you going and working on the horses. I didn't. You never talked about horses for heroes or any of this other stuff. So, what? Tell me some more about this because I'm now I'm feeling stupid that I didn't ask the question not live on a podcast for an episode that we're not having, but well, having at the same time. We can we can totally get them on Rick and Nancy. They're they're awesome people, and uh, he's a former Marine, uh, Green Beret, and. Uh, and a U.S. Marshal. Underachiever. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the guy's done. <laughs> and he starts telling stories and we're all like, you did what? Yeah. <laughs> he's been he's been all over and uh, his wife Nancy's awesome. And it's been like uh, a total game changer for me. It, it, it's helped me with like, you know, working with my, just with my kids every day. It's changed. Yeah. It's changed everything because you can't be nuts around a horse. You know, you can be nuts around a dog, and a dog will kind of just hang out with you. Yeah, horse doesn't want anything to do with you if you're. Yeah. So they he so he went through the went through the armed forces a couple of times, then went in as a as a marshal, retired. Yep. Founded this founded this out in New Mexico area in Texas. I think they call them ranches, right? I call it farms out here, and it's a ranch. Yeah, and it's and it specializes solely for retired military that that are that has, have PTSD or just want to find some. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not just retired. I mean, some of the guys did two years. Some of the guys did uh, four years. Guys mm -hmm. and gals, we we have both come out there and um, started ground level one muck mm -hmm. installs, and that's that's scoop and poop. Yeah, That's putting it in a putting it in a bucket. Yeah, 
you yeah. put it in a wheelbarrow. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, it's just everyday chores out there. Start with that, start with grooming them and then get them in the round pen. And then eventually we get them saddled up. And they even, there's a lot of ranchers in the area that still do, still have a lot of cattle. Mm-hmm. So actually last weekend I was out there uh, for a branding. So me and another vet went out and, and helped them. They needed a couple extra guys. They still, heat the, they still heat the metal and put it on them? Oh, yeah. So you have uh, two guys horseback and they're roping. And they mm-hmm. rope a calf and they drag them up to the fire. And then you have two flankers. Mm-hmm. One guy's on the rope, one guy's on the tail. You flip them on their side and you hold them down. Yep. They clip their ears, um, brand them, give them shots, uh, cut their nuts, and then mm-hmm. we mark them and put them right back in the pile. Hmm. How so many cattle are out there? Uh, we got, I think we got through a hundred of them. Wow. Two, two, two ropers, two ground crews. And then, wow. yeah, they have a, a propane fire, fire box, I guess you'd yep. call it. And they, they sit there and they spin them. And then once you get one down, they kind of, the guy on the firebox kind of times it right, run yep. over there and it just smells like hamburger. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's fitting for this Memorial Day weekend where everybody's having cookouts. Um, yeah. 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 Which is two questions. Well, one question, one statement. You said former Marine. I'm always curious as you being a Marine and being proud of every Marine is a Marine proud and should be for because Marines are just badasses and amazing people. You just don't find, I haven't found a bad one in the bunch yet, but there's people that have said things like former Marine or retired Marine or, and then you have some, some that say always a Marine, like, like, how do you, what, what's, what is the, what is the terminology? When does it change? How does it change? That's a stupid it's, question. Cause I don't, I don't know no, the answer, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's dumb. Cause it's like, you know, somebody asked me like, uh, or they were, they were talking trash on Marines and that's like everybody's favorite topic, especially with other services. They love to chirp us and, uh, like, Oh yeah, you guys are brainwashed and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, we are. How do you think you get a bunch of people yeah. that don't like each other run in the same direction and do right. some, some crazy stuff? You brainwash. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a proven recipe. It's been working for 240 <laughs> some odd years. It works. <laughs> like, you guys are crazy. We're like, yeah, we're crazy. Yeah. 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 Hey, don't mess with it if it works. Yeah. That, 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 I never really thought of it that way, but I guess that's probably you know, what, what it is, but it me, but I mean, it's, it's, there was a, there was a, uh, an Instagram video of the differences in boot camps. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. I, I've seen a couple of them. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. And you know what? The air force always gets the, gets the worst. <laughs> they do. They, they do. They, they do all the time. I work with a lot of air force guys now and, uh, and it's pretty funny. There's a couple of jarheads where I work and yeah, there's, it depends on the. I, I always say I am retired. Or yeah. That, you know. So I, someone said. Someone said to you, "You're a former marine, like a civilian, like me. You'd be okay with it, or you would say, like, 
yeah, I I don't think I I take it that serious anymore. And yeah, I'm, I'm definitely definitely proud to be a Marine, but yeah, like some guys get all huffy puffy and yeah, puffy <laughs> no, once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm like, hey, take it easy. It's <laughs> eight o'clock in the morning. Or they'll, they, they look to me and they're like, right, right. And I'm like, yeah. sure, whatever you want, yeah. man. As I'm yeah. sipping out of my moto mug. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some things you can't get rid of, you know, especially, especially a sweet mug like that. That's just, that's magical. Don't even put that in the dishwasher. You don't want to risk a fade on I, that. <laughs> I, I kind of chirp my kids every once in a while because they're like, now I told, I told this, uh, this kid at school, my dad's a soldier, and I was like, ah, soldier of the sea. <laughs> oh, man. I think it's more of like the the kind of uh, shit talk you do. Or, or it's, yeah. it's, it's fun, and everybody likes to take part in it. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. My older brother's the same way. Yeah. Ian, weren't you a Marine? He'll be like, yeah, like 300 years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> No, it's it 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 well no it's it's with well first of all the, the statement piece, which is um, the statement piece. Bill's not going to be able to make it, unfortunately, everybody. So anybody listening, waiting for Bill, he's messaging me. I'm I was hoping we could pull this off somehow, and um, he's having some internet difficulty. So we're gonna we're gonna reschedule him for sure because we definitely want to hear his story. Uh, because I had no idea. I just did limited. Research is there's a million Americans today with Parkinson's, um, and I, I had no idea. And uh, Michael J. Fox was actually diagnosed in 1991 and didn't let the world know until 1998. So he lived with it for seven years before anybody actually knew. And uh, and he's actually raised a billion dollars uh, for research. Really? Yep, yep. And so we're gonna get, we're gonna dig into more of that. We're gonna dig into uh, the importance of uh, how boxing is helping with with uh, with people that are battling Parkinson's. So um, we'll get into more of that. But um, we're gonna wrap this episode up with a few more things, I think. But maybe we may, we may wrap it up or we may not because it seems to carry on. But uh, I made this I made the I made the statement earlier about social media, and I made a statement. Of, I was starting to make the statement about. Memorial Day and also the former Marine because it all kind of ties in, you know, what Memorial Day really is. Um, and, and, you know, there's people that get upset with saying, you know, people saying happy Memorial Day. Right. And I think that car dealerships and Home Depot really kind of screwed the pooch on making Memorial Day about, you know, planting flowers, getting discounts on lawnmowers and cars, as well as, you know, the kickoff to summer, which it is. I mean, up here, it's the kickoff to the Cape where it's the first big weekend. Um, and it's a celebration and, uh, you know, I saw a whole bunch of stuff on, on Facebook this weekend of, you know, people thanking people like Dave for his service this weekend. And it's Dave, sorry to say this, but it's not about you. Uh, you know, this weekend it's not about you, right? So it's about, it's about the countless, uh, comrades, crazies that all followed you in the same direction that aren't here today. And, and that's what, if you want to say happy Memorial day and celebrate realize that you're celebrating this weekend in the memory of those that lost, not those that are currently serving or those that are here with, with us that are, um, that are retired former Marines, whatever you want to call it, that are, that are alive today. So 
that's an important thing for people to realize. And you should always thank, uh, you know, as, as a as a son of a Vietnam veteran, uh, my father was a flew in the 101st Airborne, the tip of the spear in Vietnam, a pretty, pretty hairy job. They were all hairy jobs. Uh, anything in the military is a hairy job. But he came home and he wasn't actually welcomed home by his community until 9-11 of 2011. So he went 30 some odd plus years before anybody actually welcomed him home or said thank you. So I think saying thank you to veterans every day is important uh, if you want to do it. Um, most of them will say that it's what they signed up for and thanks isn't needed. It's their job and they'll tell you things, but it's it's always good to recognize and appreciate what p- people will do that you won't or didn't do. Um, but that's this weekend is different. So um, that's my my public service announcement. Uncle Dave, it's, you it's got kind of a, It's kind of a tough weekend for some of us, but. I think by the time we, you know, get the grill started, get some beers on ice and you, you celebrate the, the people you knew and the yeah. times and tell stories and, uh, and that feels good. And it's, and I don't have the good, as good words as you do, uh, you know, on, on Memorial Day, if somebody says, you know, thank you for your service, I'm like, wrong day. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's in November. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, I, I try not to let it, you know, eat at me too much anymore. Uh, yeah. And I, just, I think about the good times and. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad thing that I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think it's an education thing. I think that there's just so much stuff out there in the world and social media. I think that, 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 that rules need to get stricter and legality needs to come in as far as people making statements and, and improperly educating people. Because the one thing that I take away from it is someone that's directly experienced military loss, um, people, loved ones that have been lost that, that were, um, you know, killed in, in the military. Um, people like you who, you know, that's compounded a hundredfold, right? My, my, my circle of loss is very small as far as knowing people. Yours is very large. So I can't imagine. It's what- all relative. And then, well, it is. It's all relative, but for you, for someone to say thank you for your service on the weekend of of remembering, it's got to be tough. I mean, every day is tough. There's a reason why um, horses for heroes, which we're going to have them on, by the way. I wrote it down, and you better get them booked up and make sure that they have. I'll, a get, them, I'll get them booked up. They and internet, internet, and everything. But I, I tell people this. You know, I had a friend call me yesterday and said, you know, something about Memorial Day. And I said, you know, when it's close to you, every day is Memorial Day. You know, you don't just think about this stuff on on Memorial Day weekend, right? Yep. Tell people, you know, most, most vets don't want to, we don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. That's what we signed up for. It's what we asked for. And there's, there's not a day that goes by that we would, we would trade any of our stories for yeah. a little bit of relief. And that's, that's something that I, my stories, I, I hold very near and dear to my heart and we don't want anybody to feel sorry for us. And like, we don't want to get treated like the cancer patient for lack of a better term. You know, yeah. we, so I, I, I don't know. That's yeah. kind of, it's kind of a touchy subject because some guys really go guys and gals really go down, go down that hole. And yeah. They stay there. And it's, man, it's a lonely place. Well, that's the, and it, it is. And, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's 
there's a there's a reason why there is increased awareness not enough yet um for for the fact that you know there's 22 military whether active or retired that are that are sadly ending their own lives you know it's not even in, in battle it's what they experience most likely experienced in battle um that's causing them this this pain and this this difficulty and trauma and the ptsd which i you know i want i i, I have a lot to learn my dad had lived with it my entire life and i never I didn't realize what it was until I was in my, you know, mid to late twenties. I didn't understand, you know, why he had it or why switches triggered or, you know, a loud noise would have him jump up and want to slap me and give me a double-sided receipt, you know, or, <laughs> you know, if I sneezed, if I sneezed too loud behind him, it was like a karate chop to the head. And it was like, you know, I just sneezed. You could have just said, God bless you, you know, but there, you know, the trick triggers and things that happen. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I just, I wanted to say it, like I say, I think that everything happens for a reason. And I've been using this tool to just publish all my, my, um, social media so that I wouldn't have to get into the timeline. And of course it was down during this weekend and I pulled it up and, you know, people were using, you know, this weekend as platforms for other things and not really understanding. And I, I think I wanted to just share with our listeners what Memorial Day is and celebrate, have, have a cookout, have drink 11 deep beers, enjoy yourself. Yeah. But, but when you're doing it, you know, understand that there's, and there's, there, there are Americans fighting today. I mean, there's, there's uh you know, we have, we, we have retired soldiers that are in the Ukraine right now fighting um yeah. because of the passion of of what they believe in for for freedom for all not just freedom for us and um i think that's i think that's pretty powerful stuff so um that's my public service announcement for the week i hope you don't mind i mean this thing just this just popped up and uh um and uh, nicely ed thank you for your your comment i just saw it we've been bouncing around uh social media is also um um so social the the other tie-in is my my comments and uh bob ogardis bobby b uh this guy's a uh this guy's a legend in business but he's a he's just a legend in 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 is a human and one of my um most special people that i my go-to guy he actually hired me when i was 22 i would have been i would not have been anywhere if it wasn't for bob ogardis uh he sold him a cell phone at 22 and he offered me a job in the technology space and uh, and the rest, as they say, is is history. But uh, he's also uh, he's service. He's also a veteran, uh, vet, veteran of the Vietnam era. Uh, lives up in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and uh, he would go to Pease Air, Air Force Base and welcome uh, welcome all of the soldiers home or, or uh, send them on their way with a thank you know a, a safe safe travel in return. And he said uh, instead of thank you for your service, a fellow service friend told me how about saying thanks for protecting my freedom. That's a pretty good one. Um, you know, I think I think just I think just a recognition in general. I, I saw this uh, video where there's like this like tipping of the hat or this, you know, putting your hand on your heart when you see soldiers. I don't think you should be, you know, approach them. You're human, too. Right. So just say say what comes to mind and they'll tell you what they're comfortable with, just like I would tell you what I'm comfortable with, which, you know, just about everything other than an unplanned uh impromptu podcast about buckets and other stuff so uh, i would just say you can just say hi yeah yeah mm -hmm. you gotta thank me for nothing just yeah hi. yeah <laughs> got got nice boots 
Yeah. They're always, they're always shiny. You know, when you see them, it's like. <laughs> Would that be uncomfortable? Yeah. Everybody's, like, yeah, in the airport, everybody's saying thank you. I go, hey, shiny boots, nice. When somebody you don't know is, you know, talking about the weather to you, you start looking for your wallet and your watch. Like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Beautiful day. Yeah, we're inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I yeah. a smartphone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we turned something and we've got, we've got people watching and listening, which is great. Uh, I can't be more happy with that. And, and this was again impromptu, but I'm glad we got to talk because um, as much as you and I talk uh, and we've talked a number of times, I didn't know about this Horses for Heroes. I thought you were just doing voluntary ranch handing and instead you decided to tell the world about this instead of just me on one of our one-on-one -on -one regular swear calls. So uh yeah, I don't do a good job of like offering up information. That's why you're leading the show and I kind of just like sit in the background here. Yeah, you're very mysterious, Uncle Dave. Not in my nature to be mysterious. I, don't know. <laughs> I just forget. Like even my yeah. mom's like, hey, would you call your mother every once in a while? I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right. I, I like I said, I, I was texting you into your Japan number the other day. Uh, and I'm I'm waiting for a response. I I just like I didn't yeah, realize when, when I looked at it, I'm like, this guy, he really is uh, fairly mysterious. He's got like 27 numbers to his phone number. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's an old one. That's a, that's an old one. And I'm probably yeah. not, that probably doesn't fall under my anytime minutes. So um, <laughs> it's been <laughs> like six years since I was there. So well, I keep, I keep everything I'm like a pack rat of phone numbers. Um, Ooh, I actually, garage, I, by the way. Do we huh? want to talk about your garage on the air? No, we don't want to there's, talk about my garage. There's a lot of there's, stuff in there. There's a ton of stuff. There's, there's, there's bodies buried in the in the garage. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's just, I was so, like, when I thought about, like, like it's, you, you've, got, you've got two girls, and I'm sure that they don't, they don't require as much as two boys require to stay entertained. Really? Um, I, I hope not. Um, because, um, Danny was, Danny was 10, 10 or yeah, almost 10, I guess he was 10 when Chance was born. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Um, you know, we can clear out some space in the garage. We can get, you know, Danny's, Danny's collection of power wheels and bicycles and all the stuff that we just kept, you know, because we always wanted to have more kids and we just weren't, we weren't given that opportunity until I almost died myself to, to, uh, <laughs> To, to have to have chance and that's why we named him chance uh was because You're doctors gave sometimes. us do, 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 doctors gave us two chances fat chance and no chance and here comes <laughs> batter number three chance um which by the way he's got your power wheel he's he's right oh, yeah. he's, he's got danny's he's got danny's hand-me-down power wheel four-wheeler that you gave to him the thing is pristine uh <laughs> dropkick murphy sticker on it and all um well that thing's legit i forgot about that yeah, two speeds. Oh, and always keep it on the turbo speed. That's what you got to rock with. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So, so, but yeah. So when Danny was like ten, I'm like, oh sweet, we can start to kind of, you know, we can start to kind of make some space and do some things and maybe actually park a car in the garage and then boom, there's chance, and uh, forget it. It's all over again. So I well, got chance. It. Chance only has two speeds, from what I hear. He's only no, he's only got one speed. It's wide open. 
<laughs> straight, straight wide open. And then it, it, we could have a kid episode because it's it's amazing how different you you your kids are. Like when you have oh, your yeah. when you have your first. So I've had Danny since he was seventeen days. So I I didn't have any prep work on this stuff. I mean, when I, I, Amy and I talk about this. Um, when we went down to Arlington for Bill's service, this is how stupid and naive I was. I thought I didn't realize you could put a baby car seat on a plane. So instead of flying down with Amy and Danny for the service, I drove my car down with the car seat in it from Boston. But dumb, just plain dumb. Paul Gioso, my buddy and I literally, we, we literally, this is, this is how bad it was. We left at 2.30 in the morning, raced down so that we could pick them up at the airport so Danny had a car seat to get into. And then did the whole thing, dropped him off at the uh, airport, raced back. <laughs> 400 miles. Like, that's, that's, how, that's how off you are. And then I had to play catch up. And so the next thing you know, you've got every, like, bag. You've, you, you've got a trailer. Like you go to the supermarket, you've got a trailer for your first kid, right? You've got a month's worth of diapers when you go into the supermarket and out to dinner. You got every wipe, everything. Second kid, you're lucky if you got a used Dunkin' Donuts napkin in the car. Oh, it's like nobody. It's, a second kid, you're like, Dude, that's, not a, <laughs> that's not a major hemorrhage. You're fine. Yeah, it's easy. No big deal. Not a problem. Go rub some dirt on it. I don't want to hear yeah. it. We drove, we drove from, uh, from Jackson, New Hampshire, Chance was, uh, uh, what was it, 2000, I guess it was 2019, um, June of 19, so he was like two. And um, so we drove from Jackson, New Hampshire to New Brunswick because I was I was going to speak at a, at a school up there. And I was like, oh, I'll bring you guys with me. It's only a seven and a half hour drive. So we leave, we're an hour and 40 minutes into this thing and projectile vomit just starts coming out of chance uncontrollably like exorcist yep. stuff. And Danny's freaking out because Danny like gets sick from looking at something. Like Danny's got that gag reflex of, oh really? my God, you're getting sick a little bit. Yeah, um, he's, he's gotten he's gotten better, but I mean, he didn't have any experience around him. The only person that got sick around him was him. So he didn't have anything to go off of. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> so, so we literally pull over, we've got nothing. We literally had nothing. I had to go to a gas station, buy rolls of paper towels and all this other stuff. I'm like, we got nothing. Like, we're oh, so yeah. unprepared. Where, where it, with Danny, we would have had a backup vehicle. It would have been waiting. And it would have been waiting in the wings. It would have come out of the garage somewhere and just picked us up and, like, taken off. It's like sure. such ill preparation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so the garage could be a whole nother episode because, yes, it is. It's a disaster still. It is uh, It is at the point of no hope. Um, uh, I think I need to build another garage just to put the stuff that's in the garage in there so I can park my car in the yeah. garage. Um, but the reality is my truck won't fit in the garage. My truck's actually too big for our garage. Our garage was built in the time. Your garage is huge. I don't think so. It's not that big. Hmm. You know, it's funny you talk it, about having all the bags and everything. Is yeah. I was going through the airport and my rule, my kids are great travelers because, I mean, they've been back and forth from Japan and yeah. on long road trips across the states and everything and they're easy. So my yeah. rule is if you can carry it, you can bring it, but I'm not carrying your pack. Like you're, yeah. you got to carry your own gear. That's yeah. cool. so yeah. uh, I was in, I forget where we were flying to, but there's this guy and he's got one kid and there's bags and carts and yeah, yeah right here, him. right here. Yeah. And he's like, he had, he's holding on to this kid. Wife's nowhere to be found. And I walk up and my kids have drinks. I'm like, sit right there, eat this, <laughs> drink that. Whatever you do, do it quietly. I don't care. <laughs> and 
and he looks at me and he's got this look on his face and, and I'm just looking at all his bags. I'm like, Hey man, it gets better. Yeah. It gets better. You know what he was looking at you with? Envy. envy. Yeah. Yeah. And complete envy. envy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I can't say anything because I'm no better like for, for like a two day trip. So I'm going on, a, I'm actually, so p- part of it is what I have to travel with. Right. Cause I sell my t-shirts and everything else. Um, but my next trip, I will leave at 8 a.m. in the morning and I'll be home at midnight the next day. I'll have two Pelican, huge Pelican boxes. I'll have a full size hard case suitcase with my stuff and other merchandise and stuff that I'm selling, a carry on wheel bag and a backpack. Like I literally have a, a, a cart. I have to get that stupid $2.50 cart that you buy uh, that you have to, that you have to rent that they don't even give you money back anymore. They do you don't. remember when they used to get? Do you remember when they used to get, give you money back? So like a long time machine when you returned it. So you used to you used to put money in the machine. You used to put like a dollar or a dollar fifty in the machine. This was in the early mid nineties. You put like a buck, a buck fifty in the machine, and when you returned it, they give you like a quarter or fifty cents back. So it would it would oh. give you it would it would encourage you to return the cart or someone to return the cart. Yeah. So what I used to do is when I used to have buddies or when I used to go pick somebody up at the airport, I would go there. I would actually park in like satellite parking, take the bus because it was free and the satellite parking was cheap. And I just run around the airport and I'd just be returning carts and I'd be che- I'd have a big pocket full of change would pay for my parking and then some. So, um, <laughs> it, you know, it's, just, it's like, yeah, sure. It covers gas money, parking, all sorts of stuff. I just be running around like a lunatic. I was like the I was like the the cart agent. Now it's just like I ghost I ghost ride the thing. I don't even care. I'm just like I'm so frustrated. At traveled for a day for this you gotta be kidding me so um no my out there with a road guard vest on like the oh yeah, yeah. Road guard vest. <laughs> and you work here, you're like yeah. yeah yeah i got my i got my thermos of coffee i'm like hey charlie what's going on how's it going yeah good good i'm gonna i'm gonna get the carts i'll be back in 20 yeah <laughs> but think about that they pay somebody to go walk around right they pay somebody to go walk around and pick those things up that was the greatest thing in the world it's it was simple. It was a, it was a yeah. motivator. And then kids like me, you could make good money um, because lots of people, lots of people would rent those carts to go from the, from the, from the, the belt to the door. Like they literally, instead of making two trips yeah. um, that, you know, they'd pay two fifty for a cart. It's like, boom, thank you very much. So, um, so I can't really complain about how they travel, but I've been working on, you know, making my travel gear lighter, but that's, that, that's envy right there. But yeah, oh, no, that's, Move light, freeze at night. That's what I tell mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I check their yeah. bags too. Sometimes I look in there. I'm like, no. What yeah. is this? Yeah. Get the stuff out of here. Yeah. You also vacation. You you actually vacation and relax differently than most. Um, from what I understand, because I haven't done it, but the cabin I I get you guys in Vermont with with oh, Amy God, that was a awesome. couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah, like Amy, awesome. Danny, Amy, Danny wanted to like chill out. You're like breaking up beaver dams and 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 going on you know ten mile runs and hikes and everything. So, um, I yeah, I want to rent that cabin so I can go to it because I heard it was amazing. Oh, it's awesome! You got to go do it. Yeah. Vermont's a really cool place. I I had never been there, and it's like, well, there's a lot of hippies, but hippies that like their guns, and I yeah. was like, I can get behind that. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, no, it's it's a it's it is it's a uh, it's an interesting state. It's it's actually the lowest. I think Vermont's got the lowest crime rate, and New Hampshire is second, I think. But there's nobody really? there. Yeah, there's nobody there. It's, yeah, there's like eleven people in the entire state of Vermont. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's big tourists, lots of ski areas and other things. So you got a lot of space that's that's empty that pe- people pay taxes on. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's a cool spot. Uh, the whole state, like you don't like. <sighs> I, I say this like with with obviously with some bias because I live here, but I, I honestly believe New England is the greatest place to live in the United States, I, I, I or, or, or or one of the greatest places. I think that just from a, a standpoint of, I can be in another country in four hours, right? So I can be in Canada in four hours. I can be in the ocean in an hour. I can be in the mountains in an hour. I can I, there's all different uh, types of places to go to, rich in history. And um, you know we get we get a bad rap for our for our accents and some of the the actions that have been taken and you know Whitey Bulger movies and things, but for the most part, we get some really awesome people up here. So uh, I agree. Uh, bad drivers, but that's all. That's that just comes with the that just comes with the territory. Come drive up here for a month. Like they change the roads on us. Like legit, like jackknife backwards. Like the, the roads don't make any sense. So it's really hard to drive like a normal human being when you're not in a grid pattern. And you guys just, have you guys have confused. the best storytellers. You, my my buddy Matt that that lives up there in New Hampshire. He just retired from the Marines. You guys are some of the best storytellers I've I've ever met in my entire life. Well, it's practice, practice, and a lot of championships. <laughs> You guys just talk at each other up there. Yeah, yeah. We, it, until somebody listens, that's exactly right. We're just, <laughs> we're just gonna keep talking. We're gonna we're gonna keep talking about stuff until we hit a mark where you're like interested. Like seriously, we just spent forty five minutes, and I don't even really know what we talked about, but it was a whole bunch of stuff, and I think it was good stuff. Uh, yeah. Not what we were supposed to talk about, which we're going to, because I, Bill, if you're listening, yes, we are going to have you on at another time. We're excited about it. Dave and I just got. Well, I got long in the mouth, long in the tooth, and Dave just listened and put some put some entertainment and excitement into it. He put the liveliness into it. Yeah. David Young, thank you for your. You've been there with the kids. I know you have, my friend, and uh, uh, we could probably we could probably do a session on proper packing with uh, with Dave, Uncle Dave, and he, he oh, could yeah. do something or two. Yeah, roll I, your I, bag. That'd be educational for all parents. Like, yeah. Take take an inventory. The last time you took a trip with all your crap that you brought, brought like how much that did you, you didn't use? that you didn't use, right? Yeah, right. Well, this this is the thing. So um, we've become wildly antisocial with our trips. So we went. So where you guys went in Vermont, that is like that. That's like a cakewalk of a trip compared to where we go now. We go to middle of nowhere, Maine. It's almost eight hours to get there. And we stay at this this cabin that that's on a peninsula. There's nobody else around us. That's right. And, and yeah, it, it's really cool. I'll send you some pictures. You got to come. We'll, we'll we'll plan on doing a uh, maybe that'll be our clubhouse for the week. And you're overlooking Mount Katahdin, which if I wasn't uh, getting older and thinking I could do something like climb that, but that's like the highest. That's the end of the Appalachian Trail, and it's like one of the most difficult um, mountains to climb. I'll send you some pictures. It's amazing. But we literally now when we go on vacation, it's like I'm wearing sweatpants and T-shirts the entire time. That's it. And I, and I don't care if I have to wear them twice or turn them inside out. I'm just going to simplify <laughs> things. 
Is that still acceptable practice? Just turn your turn your stuff inside. When, when you don't have anybody else around, yeah, absolutely. It's your family. I mean, that, what do you think I do when I'm home? So I mean, it's not like it's something that they're not used to. Is that the same you know? t-shirt you've been wearing? No, yeah. I turned yeah. it inside out. It's like a whole. It's like a brand new thing. <laughs> exactly. It just exactly. came out of the package. What are you talking so, about? You don't know. I wear I wear the same t-shirt every day, so you don't know if I got one or I got five hundred of them. So it doesn't really much matter until it really smells. And if there's nobody else around. <laughs> let it go. So, <laughs> but that's how I've simplified packing. The funny thing is I was in, um, oh, where was I? I was just coming back from someplace. Oh, it was in Alabama. I was in Orange Beach, Alabama, Gulf Shores. I don't know if you've ever been there. I know you were, you, you guys were down in the, the panhandle of Florida. Um, yeah, we just stayed right there in Destin. That was, yeah, that was enough. The Redneck Riviera. Yeah. It, but what people don't know is uh, amazing people and the most awesome beaches anywhere in the world. Like I yes. would put that up just about anywhere. White sugar sand, absolute gorgeous beaches. Um, and it's a good time. So, you know, it's oh, yeah. just, yeah. Good food, um, cold beer. Like you can't, yeah. that's yeah. a hard combination to beat. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, um, so I was I was coming back from Alabama and something happened. I can't even remember what transpired, but um, oh, I was flying from from Pensacola to Charlotte, Charlotte to Boston, and I got I get, my connecting flight was in Terminal A in Charlotte, which that never happens. When that happens, it's almost like always like there's something wrong, right? Yeah. There's a there's a change of flight. There's something that happens. Like from from Charlotte to Boston, it's always either Terminal B or C, and if you're anywhere else. You're AD or e, you're in a, you're in like some sort of twilight zone. So I'm in terminal A, wildly delayed, aggravated, um, and all of a sudden I see this guy. He's got a carry-on bag. He's got four kids, and all the carry-on bags are connected. It's like a train, and he's just pulling them along. And there's a company that actually builds connect-a-set luggage for family members. So it's like they literally just pull along, and the kids can sit on it. And I was like that is way like that's just way over over the top out yeah. of control where that's, do i buy where do i buy it yeah exactly <laughs> like i i want to be i want to be upset about it but at the same time when you got a kid that just doesn't want to move his feet yeah you're like all right yeah. well just sit here and i'll, yeah. I'll get us there you're driving me nuts yeah <laughs> yep yep which I will share with everybody and anybody. This is a tough travel weekend. Um, and I know that everybody, uh, this is what I'll end with this public service announcement, I think, is um, with everybody right now traveling, wanting to travel, get out, COVID sucks. Believe me, nobody knows it better than 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 I do when it comes to travel because it's, it's a requirement of my work. And I, I was grounded for, um, you know, better part of close to 500 days. Um, but, um, it is not fun to travel right now. So if you're expecting some rosy red vacation with everything going smoothly, um, and you're, you're whittling down your connecting flight time and you're doing all this stuff, you're going to be let down. You may get lucky. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you may get lucky. Is this like a manage your expectations type of talk? Like, kind of, kind yeah. of. Well, here's the deal. I, I have seen 
So I have a million miles on one airline. I have almost a million miles on another airline. I've, I've flown a lot over the course of my 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 life. On any given year, I'll fly anywhere between, and that's all domestic. I go to Alaska a couple times, which that chews up. You know, that's that's six seven thousand, depending on where I'm going, six to seven thousand miles each way. But right. um, you know, I I fly a lot. Like this summer, I'm going. You know, I'm going to, uh, to to Jacksonville, Florida, Albuquerque, New Mexico. As you know, I'm doing a Wisconsin tour with a couple of flights back and forth for there. Um, Texas, Washington. I got all these different places that I'm flying to. And the, 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 when I'm out there, I see people getting so mad at the, at the flight crew and the staff and the gate agents and everything more than ever, because it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's it is not fun to fly right now. Right. Point blank. It's just not fun. And now that they've removed the mask restrictions, I don't care how you sit, whether you should wear masks or not wear masks. But now that it's optional, more people are getting mad at the people that aren't wearing them or the people that are wearing them. And it's this 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 just really challenging discussion. But what I want to say to people is um, and if, if people are actually listening right now and they want this episode, I'll give a travel episode because I can tell you what to do and what not to do. But what I will tell you right now is if you are setting your connection of a connection flight in an hour or less, don't do it. Expect to miss your flight. That's what you, that's what you should go on. It, <laughs> you, it just, it, it stinks and you have to extend your flight. If you're, if you're planning to go to Disney world and you can check in at four, don't set your flight to arrive in Orlando at two 30, set your flight to arrive in Orlando at 10 30. And if you get there on time, great, go to the park early. But give yourself the opportunity to catch other flights and look at places that you're going and make sure that there's other options on that airline that are coming. So I had this this family that was just super irate. They were going to miss their first day of their hotel. They were going to miss this, this, and this. It's frustrating. I get it. It's awful. I can tell you I did a trip in 2008 with Amy. We went to Mexico. I took the red eye from Denver, flew to Boston, drove home, pick up Amy, flew to Miami. We were supposed to go to Miami to Cancun. Um, we, we didn't have tickets when we got to Miami. So the Cancun flight went, but it went without us. So we had to re, re, re redirected to Mexico city. We missed our connection because we had to go through, um, customs. And apparently the person that redirected us didn't realize that there's 30 some odd million residents in Mexico city. So customs would take two hours. Um, so it was like 30 hours of travel. Um, and I can tell you back then I was a different person. I was, you know, I was angry. I was frustrated. I was everything else. And now it's just like, just roll with it, baby. Um, but you yeah, have, have to... enough time between your flights to get some food, maybe right. have a cocktail, so you're not grumpy when you get yeah. on the plane. Well, that's I'll tell you, I'll I'll go over every good restaurant and bathroom to use in any airport USA to give you give, let you pass the time. Like first first in flight sushi in Charlotte between B and C, some of the best sushi you'll get anywhere. Uh, squid salad to die for. They actually have phenomenal ginger ale, like fountain ginger ale. Really? Oh, yeah, it's great. Because that, 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 that can be flat and bad. It's always bubbly and good. It's um, like when you go on a, a road trip to a new place, I call it, I, I find a trucker. Mm -hmm. Ask a trucker where the best places are to eat, you know? Yep. Yep. 100%. The, my, um, my dad is like that, man. Yeah. But uh, the, the, the point of this is um, be easy on the staff. Be easy on TSA. Be easy on the gate agents. Be easy for crying out loud. Watch your mouth when the pilots are walking and you realize that they're carrying us. You do realize we're at 36,000 feet <laughs> and, and we don't want them to have stress. We don't want our flight attendants to have stress. 
So if they tell you to mask up or they tell you to sit down or they can't serve you a drink, like seriously, what's it worth? Like, is it worth getting banned for life? I've seen more people banned for life that can never fly on American again. Because really? Of their, oh, yeah, dude. They got a body count? Well, before it was refusing to wear a mask because these people, oh, you God. know, because there were these social media posts that were like, always have a bag of M&Ms on your tray. And as long as you're putting an M&M in your mouth every 37 seconds, you know, um, they won't require you to put your mask on because you're eating like just silly, stupid stuff. Look, I don't like the rules any more than anybody else's. I'm a rule breaker. I, I have been my whole life. But I'll tell you right now, I got places to go, people to see, and I want to be there. Um, and I want to do it as easy as I can. So. Sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. If you're delayed, it stinks. I can tell you that right now. It's awful. Um, but realize this. Those gate agents, those TSA agents, all those people, they don't need to come to work every day. And the more you make them mad and upset them and, and insult them and tell them how bad they are and how you're going to call their boss and how they did this, this, and this, they're just doing their job. And they're limited. And when and planes are broken, we're light on mechanics. So be prepared. Just be prepared. Don't go into this thing you know, thinking that everything's going to be rosy and red. Pre-COVID, it was dialed in. I got to tell you that they they had, it seemed like the airlines had staffing, right? And it's not just one. You know, one month that was Southwest, one month that was JetBlue, one month that was American. It's not the airlines. It's not the executives. It's not them wanting to gouge and make profits and everything else. They don't have people. So lighten up. Lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm like. This episode, I'm going to call it Lighten Up. Between the bucket talk the, the the technical difficulties, the the Memorial Day discussion, horses for heroes, and all this stuff. Now travel, lighten up. We covered a lot. And Chris Martinetti, who's one of my biggest friend, greatest friends and supporters, says thank you for your service, Uncle Dave, and your continued service of the people who protect our freedom. So he doubled down on Bob Ogardis's comment and added to it. So appreciate you, Chris, for always being there and listening to us and uh, and being a part of this. So. Um, I think that's a wrap, my man. I, I we just we just cut up for fifty seven minutes. Uh, hot mic, did no idea what. Uh, I think this was good. I think people got to know you a little bit better and got to know us a little bit better. And uh, um, now I'm going to go. I don't know if you can hear Captain Chaos in the background, but he's uh, he's doing the forty yard dash across. My, I think my, my gremlins are starting to stir too. I gotta. <laughs> I'm going to go make some pancakes and hopefully they're just the right temperature, so I don't get any complaints here this yeah. morning. Well, thanks, thanks for making it work, brother. Love you. I'll talk to you next week. Love you too, buddy. See ya. Take it easy.